Hey ladies, how are you? Welcome to the Resilience is My Beauty show. I am your host, Tawanta Davis-Jones. How are you all doing? You ladies, come on in now. Come on in. It is so good to see you girls. Oh my goodness. How was your weekend? How was how was your day? How have you been? Listen guys, I'm telling you, I had such a wonderful, wonderful uh, weekend as well as a wonderful week. If you guys didn't know, I was out of town and, um, you know, I uh, did my podcast, of course, last week. For those of you who have heard it, I appreciate your support. Um, but uh, my trip was just absolutely what I needed. I didn't consider my trip to be, you know, like um, like a vacation kind of thing, you know, like, you know, just shop and pamper myself, that kind of thing. Nothing wrong with that. I went there for, you know, to get, um, to get renewed, you know, it was like a therapy type of trip for me. And I could tell you it was worth every, every minute. I thank God for those persons that were available to me. It was just great to actually see some of my friends and family, you know, I haven't seen for more than 30 plus years. Yeah. It's been a long time and it felt so good to be home, y'all. Mm. What was the last time you guys actually been to your birth home? Some of you probably are currently living where you are, where you guys were born and raised and all that good stuff. But then some of you probably had relocated since, right? And uh, of course, you started a career, you started a family and all of that, and you haven't been um, in your birth home for maybe if not several months, maybe a couple of years, is that many years. And, you know, you've probably been thinking about one, you know, wondering if it would be a good time to go back home. Um, and it's true. It's no place like home, right? Um, and I'm not talking about where you currently live, you know, but I mean, actually, your your roots are actually where you were born, where you were raised. And... I tell you, it felt so good to be back home in Jersey. It felt so good to, you know, walk on the campus of where I went to high school, you know, where I, you know, where I, you know, celebrated my, you know, my school when they won games and stuff and all of those things, man. It was just amazing just to see, you know, my childhood, you know, coming back to me <laughs> in my adult life. And, um, the icing on the cake was just receiving, you know, uh, word from my dear sister, actually my kid's godmother. That's who I stayed with uh, throughout that whole entire week. But, you know, she was just absolutely amazing. I think we both, you know, really helped each other because not only was I, you know, going through some things and, you know, really starting to, you know... Um, really uh, identify the realness of who I am, if that makes sense. You know, she too is going through some things, you know, she is a widow, you know, she lost her husband uh, seven years ago and, you know, she's raising her four kids and thankfully, you know, her kids are a little bit older. Her two daughters are pretty much the same age like my two daughters, but she do have two older sons and one is 25, the other one is uh, uh, 21, 22, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but you know, they still stay with her, you know, I mean, 
out of all four of them or all three of them are working. One of them is, you know, working towards uh, his license of being a, uh, a nurse, you know, and um, which is amazing, which is great. Um, you know, but it's still a challenge of being a single mom and raising, you know, you know, your kids and taking care of the home and trying to balance the bills. And, you know, on top of that, you know, your health is have, you know, been slightly compromised and, you know, and you still, you know, have that genuine smile and, you know, that genuine support and appreciation, you know, all of this, you know, this is what my sister's been uh, you know, dealing with for a long time, for quite some time. And it's just good to connect with your sisters and, you know, try and, and, and really uh, uplift each other. You know, um, I went home on purpose, you know, because I needed that, that therapy to really start to remove, uh, to recharge, to rethink, you know, and to realize the woman that I'm becoming. Right. And that was the title of my, um, you know, my episode last week, if y'all watch, if y'all listened, if you didn't get a chance to listen, I would love for you guys to listen. It was a little bit long, <laughs> no longer than normal than the other previous episodes that I've done, but it was, it was, it was something of great value, you know? Um, but you know, she too also is starting to realize, you know, the woman that she's becoming in spite of all of the odds, in spite of all what she's in, enduring, in spite of all what she's been de- dealing with, you know, um, you know, still missing her husband, of course, because he was a wonderful, wonderful man, a wonderful husband, a wonderful, wonderful father, a wonderful, a wonderful uh, provider. And he was also a minister as well. You know, um, you know, there's still, you know, I mean, it, it, there's still some pain there. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, hey, you, you all can identify, you know, uh, the people, you know, that you lost in your life, um, whether it's a spouse or whether it's a parent or whether it's a child or, or, a pa- you know, whoever, you know, and they've been gone for more than, you know, a, a decade, if you will, or less than that. Either way, you know, it's, you know, it's still painful, but yet they have still persevered and yet they still continue to move on with their life and all of those things. And I'm proud of her. I'm proud you know, you know, where she is right now, you know, on the physical, you know, if you look at the physicalness of her life, it, it doesn't look so great. It doesn't look so positive and all of those things. And, you know, um, you know, you could look at that and, and, you know, you could just eat all of that up and it can really consume you. Right. Um, but she doesn't take all of that. She doesn't take those hardships and allow it to dominate her. She is using her power within and dominating the issue. Come on, somebody, right? And that's what has helped me to, that has fueled me to continue to do what I've been doing as well. You know, I admit, I mean, I have allowed my issues, my my problems to, you know, dominate me, dominate my worth, dominate who I am, you know, have me to start thinking negative and, you know, speaking negative and, you know, looking at my life in a negative situation and start complaining and whining and groaning and moaning and all that other stuff. Right. But I thank God for her that she enlightened me and just to help me just to realize that you already have power within you to dominate the issues that is going on in your life. And here's the thing. You don't even have to settle with the issues. Ladies, you don't even have to settle with 
the issues, you know, that is going on right now in your life. A lot of you have been stagnant and, you know, living in that filth, if you will. And I, I don't mean in a physical way, but living in the filth of, of loneliness, of despair, of, you know, of, of resentment, of unforgiveness and anger and pain, betrayal. You've been living in that for a long time to the point it has consumed you, right? It has consumed you um, and and taken control of your thinking. How do you believe that there is nothing else to fight for? That you don't have the strength to fight anymore and that you just accept what it is, you know? You know, we, we say things like it is what it is. Yeah, it is currently what it is, but it doesn't mean it doesn't have to stay that way. Right. But we say that because we believe that there is no hope, that there is no action. I mean, there's no change. That There's nothing going to that nothing's going to get any better. Right. And that is so far from the truth. I am so grateful for my sister that she truly had blessed me and not even just her. But even as I said, I went to see some of my relatives I haven't seen, you know, for quite some time. Um, you know, my, my cousins on my mom's side of the family, you know, uh, they blessed me too. You know, I went on ahead and shared my truth, my story, my, my issues that I've been having in my marriage and all that stuff. And, you know, and they truly have, you know, uh, blessed me with their words of wisdom because they too been there, done that themselves. Right. And, and, and they definitely, you know, have encouraged me and uplifted me to, you know, to keep going and not put myself in a position of being stuck, right? There's always a way out of a, of a situation. And we as women, we fail to recognize that. We think that, oh, this is what it is, you know, and this is what I have to accept. And, you know, there's nothing else I can do. I did everything and all this stuff, right? And we believe that that is it. There's nothing more. But there is another way out. There is another alternative, ladies. And, you know, I wanted to share with you that you are sitting on your goal mine. You are sitting on your answer. You are sitting on, you know, on your solution. My God, my children's godmother, you know, you know, truly blessed me. And she humbled me, honey. She, she. She schooled me, humbled me, disciplined me all in the same time. And it was all out of love, of course. And I handled it well. I took it in because that's what I came home for, <laughs> right? I was ready for, you know, um, you know, that discipline. You know, I was ready for that, that hardcore, constructive, um, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Constructive order or whatever you want to call it. I was, I was ready for that because I'm at a position in my life right now where, you know, I want change. I'm ready for change. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to dominate. I'm ready to um, win. I'm ready. I am a winner, right? You know, I'm ready to, you know, embrace my greatness, embrace my gifts, embrace my skills, embrace my inner beauty you know, even my physical beauty. I am ready to embrace the woman that I'm becoming. Yeah, this this week, this past week was just, it was so therapeutic. As I've always mentioned before in my previous episodes, ladies, that we always pamper 
our physical body, which is fine. You know, we get our nails done, our, you know, get a pedicure, get our facial, get a massage, and that's all cool and all. But we fail to pamper our souls, right? We fail to really take the time out and really start to remove all of the dirt, all of the gunk, all of the funk, all of the garbage, all of the the pain, the resentment, the bitterness, the hurt, the shame, you know, all of the stuff. We refuse to dig deep. A lot of us don't want to get down to that bitterness, to that point of what really is the, the core factor as to why we are what we are and why we think the way we think, why we act the way we act, why we talk the way we talk, why we tolerate things the way we tolerate. You know, we, we fail to get to, to uh, admit to get to that, to that core issue. And having this trip, you know, for me this past week was just absolutely amazing. I'll be honest with you, y'all. I didn't even want to come home. I really didn't. I wanted to stay another week. <laughs> I really, really did. I was really debating on the day, the night before, you know, um, leaving whether or not I wanted to stay an extra week, you know, and, you know, I was throwing it out to my daughters and, you know, they were both like, well, if that's what you want to do, you know, and, you know, I'm just playing around with them. Like, what do you mean? That's what I want to do. I thought you said you missed me. This, whatever. Right. And I know they miss me and everything, but I do understand what they were saying too, because they know that mommy you know, needed that time for me. And they were, they were willing to, you know, release me for another, another week if needed. Right. Uh, so that was just so beautiful to me, but you know, I did come home. (laughs) I did come back home because my babies do need me and I do need them because we, you know, we sharpen each other. You know, iron sharpen iron. And that's what their godmother said, you know, when she and I, my, you know, when she and I talked that we are sharpening each other, you know, even though you came to me and, you know, to, you know, to talk to me and to share everything that's what's going on. But yet at the same time, you are blessing me because I'm going through some things. I'm dealing with some things and I'm able to express it to you freely without any judgment without any, you know, negative response or anything. And that your words are life to me. Your words are power to me. And your words is inspiring me to start to rethink, to start to remove and to recharge and to realize that there's greatness in me as well. So we really helped each other uh, throughout that whole entire time together and, and, and as well you know, meeting my cousins, they bless me in so many different ways. And, you know, the people in general who I, who got presented in my life at that time when I was back home, truly blessed me in, you know, in so many different ways. And even though we may not been able to verbally talk, talk, you know, really have a down to earth conversation, but just the presence meant so much to me because the history behind that, you know, behind the relationship there. And that's all based on my mom, bless her soul. You know, my mom, you know, worked, you know, and cleaned some, you know, clean houses for some of the people that I encountered, you know, reconnected, if you will. And it was just an honor to be in their presence because they truly valued my mother as a woman, as a woman of, 
of grace, of a woman of excellence and not just a maid, you know, not, not just a cleaning lady, but they truly adopted her into, you know, into their world, into their hearts and into their family, you know, um, and it was just great just to connect with them again and to fellowship with them at church and all of that good stuff. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you ladies today about is, as I said before, is that you are sitting on a gold mine. You are sitting on your solution. You are sitting on, you know, um, your million dollar idea. You know, um, my sister, you know, my daughter's godmother, I call her my sister. So, um, get used to that. So I don't, I'm the only child, as I said, but I call her my sister because we have come to that point of realizing that we are sisters you know, um, but as I said before, she has truly blessed me with her words of wisdom, blessed me, you know, uh, she allowed God just to minister, uh, to me through her and she schooled me good (laughs) and she got me real, real good. You know, she was like, Tawanta, do you understand the value of who you are? Do you understand you sit on a gold mine, girl? Do you know that what you have It can truly change your life, you know, and it can open up so many opportunities for you that you've been talking to God about, crying to God about, praying to God about, because you just don't know how God has everything hooked up for your life. We continue to figure it out in our own way of thinking. That's why he said, stop leaning on your own understanding, right? We continue to do that, right? And that's what gets us so frustrated, so flustered. You know, we try these ideas, which is man-made ideas, you know, and I'm not saying those ideas are bad, but they were not presented from God, you know, and those ideas probably wasn't ready to be birthed out so soon. You know what I'm saying? We try out new things. We go ahead and participate in a group or we, you know, you know, get part of a program and try to do, you know, try to figure out how we can make, be able to make thousands of dollars in a week and this, that, or whatever. And, you know, we, we put more out than what we get back in, you know what I'm saying? And it becomes so toxic, uh, so taxing, I would say, so tiring, right? Because you know, you're giving all your energy, you're pouring all your ideas and all of that stuff. You're selling that product, you're selling that brand and this, that, or whatever. And all of the, all of the money that you put out there, all the time you put out there, what do you get back in return? You're not getting what you put out. You're not getting double. For some, you're not getting it, right? And after a while, you just get a little bit flustered and you get a little frustrated and you're like, well, what is the secret? What am I missing? Why can I not, you know, achieve what my, what my peers are achieving? You know, why can I not be at the top of my game? Like some of my sisters are at the top of their game, because guess what? They probably are in their purpose. They're probably realizing their gifts and their talents and they have appreciate. They did not tolerate, meaning that they did not make their gifts a hobby. A lot of you are utilizing your gifts as a hobby and you're not really living up to, to what God has, has told you how to live your life. How are you supposed to use that, 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 that gift 100%, you know, you go 100% full throttle and all other things, but you don't give 100%, you know, dedication and commitment to your purpose, right? You just like, Oh 
yeah, I dip and dab in, you know, bacon or I dip and dab in, you know, helping out with the, with the, with the music ministry and this, that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Right. But yet you still try, you still giving your time and your energy on other things that is not your calling. Yeah. You may have skills in those things yet. You may enjoy doing that, but it's still not your calling. It's not your purpose because it's not really giving you it's not, it's not giving you what you've been putting in. As I said, that investment, that time, that money, that commitment, that education, all of that stuff is not coming back a hundredfold to you. And you still kind of lost. You still like, you know, skipping the beat, if you will. You still, nothing is running consistent. It's not a, it's not a smooth flow, you know, in what you're doing, but you if you put that time and energy on your calling, on your purpose, on your ministry, on your anointing, you will see the, the abundance overflow. You will see your territory being enlarged. You won't see, you won't see any lack. You won't see no, no, no relapse. You won't see anything, you know, uh, causing any conflict or, or it won't compromise, you know, what you're doing because you actually are living in your purpose. You are doing something that you truly love. My sister friend had told me that, you know, Tawanta, I truly believe that you are afraid to, to succeed. You are afraid to win. You are afraid to succeed. And that just took me for a loop to loop. It really, really did. Because I, I think about it like, yeah, because I don't want to mess up. I don't want to fail. I don't want to screw myself over. I don't want to, you know, you know, um, you know, look embarrassed or, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to just, I didn't just want to look, you know, silly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess that's the bottom point. And, and I truly was abusing myself, you know, in, in spite of where I am in my personal life, you know, I can, I can talk about that all day long and say that he's the problem. They're the problem. This is the problem, you know, and that may be true, but it still doesn't define who I am. It doesn't have anything to do with my calling. You know, I allow my emotions and allow the stress of life and I allow the bitterness of that individual to compromise who I am. My greatness, my anointing, my gifts, my skills, you know, and it had me to start believing that I was not worth, I was not worthy, that I was not valuable, that that it was too late for me, right? You know, we look at our past failures. We look at our mistakes. We look at, you know, um, you know, our mistakes, our shames and all of those things. And we start to accept the fact that it's too late for me. You know, my daughters are growing up now and, you know, and I just need to adjust and accept where I am at this state of my life. It is what it is, <laughs> right? And that's not how it should be. That is not how it should be. Ladies, I have come to realize that, you know, my answer um, to my problem of problems was already in me. And I continue to overlook it. I continue to pass the door. <laughs> I, I did. I'm just being honest with you. I, I continue to, you know, um, not really look at 
what was the key that, 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 you know, what was the answer, you know, and what could open up other doors, other opportunities for me. I kept going, um, going left and going right, you know, and going, do going around about going back in circles, going around in circles, <laughs> right? Trying to, try to, you know, trying out new things, you know, being a part of a new group and knew this and knew that and all of that. And honestly, I was still missing. I was still pass, you know, passing the key, the answer to the problem. And so my sister, you know, really blessed me. And she said, Tawanta, do you understand that you are sitting on a gold mine? You know, that you have the answer right there in, in you. Not only will it help you and it, and it will enlarge your territory and open up other opportunities, but that also will be an answer for other people as well. Those you serve, those you bless, those you, you know, um, you know, you know, pass out seed of knowledge to them. Right. And it just blew my mind the way how she spoke it out. You know, I'm just, you know, pretty much paraphrasing what she said, but overall, you know, bottom line is that Tawanta, you got to get up, get, get it together. You already have the answer. I didn't need to go way out of town and, you know, and I'm not saying literally, you know, I'm not, you know, I had to go out and try out different things just to figure out what my purpose is aware, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. It's what it was already there all along. And so if you recall a while back, I had did, you know, told you about my past in regards to, you know, um, me, um, going to college and I started out as a music education major and all of that. And, you know, music is my love. Music is my thing. It's my ministry. It's my calling. It's all of that. I love music, period. Right. And, you know, I went to college uh, with a music education uh, major and all of that. But I eventually changed it from education to vocal performance because, you know, I was being lazy minded. I was just being a typical 22, 21 year old. And I just didn't feel like being bothered with all the extra courses um, you know, not realizing that, you know, of course that the court, that the major I changed from education to vocal performance was going to add another, another year and a half <laughs> from four years to five and a half years. And then I was going to be taking some courses that honestly I didn't, I shouldn't have taken, but I did anyway. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, I had people at that time back then that told me, I had teachers that told me back then, Tawanta, you may want to reconsider and all of those things, but I didn't listen. I ain't paid no attention. I wanted to do what I want to do just to get out of the situation or whatever. And here it is years later, got married, you know, and got pregnant and, you know, had my first child. And, you know, I chose to be a stay-at-home mom, you know, because at that time I didn't realize it was an assignment. I did not at that time. I just chose to be a stay-at-home mom. I chose to put my, my profession or what I wanted to pursue on the side and all of those things. And then of course, as time passed on, God blessed us with my youngest daughter and everything. And then, you know, I was through that process. I was already falling. I was already in depressed depression. Um, as my sister said, it was the postpartum uh, disorder. You know, after you have your first child, you know, that is another part of depression, you know, for most women, that's not all of them, but most women are dealing with that or have dealt 
with that. And it is not like an overnight type of thing where you could just shake it off kind of thing. That can last for a long time, y'all. And especially if you are in a in a relationship or you are in a or in a situation where it is always misery, it's always gloom and doom, or it's just not working well, or you're not receiving positive feedback, you're not getting in the words of covering for you and, and you know motivating you and helping you and all of those things. Yes, it will put you in a in a mindset of depression. It will put you in a state where you feel helpless and you feel lost and you know you don't feel important, you don't feel valued, you don't feel appreciated and all those things. And that's where I was at that time in my life is prior to having my second daughter. When I had my second daughter, it just got worse, you know, it just it really got worse. And I just was just feeling the weight in me. You know, I was just constantly beating myself up saying like, if I only would have stayed in my major, <laughs> I would have been this, I would have been that, I would have been teaching by now, I wouldn't have had to go through all of this, I wouldn't have to be where I am right now, and all of this stuff, I would, I could have been a principal by now, and all of these things, you know, I kept beating myself up over and over and over and over again, looking at my failures, looking at, you know, my faults, and all of this stuff, man. I could have had money. I could have had some savings. I could have had this. I could have been able to do the things I need to do for me personally. You know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be where I am right now. If I just would have said, I'm going to stay in the program. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Right. And how many of us are in that mindset right now? Well, we still constantly going back into the past, still looking at our mistakes, our bad choices, right? We still talking about, oh, if I should have, could have, would have. If I should have stayed, I, I, I could have done this. I could have done that, right? I, I would have, I would have been a great lawyer or a great, uh, you know, teacher or whatever, but no, I screwed up. I messed up. I met the wrong dude. I, you know, I, I got on welfare, you know, and this, that, like my life is in shambles and this, that, or whatever. And I don't see no hope right now. It's just, it just seems like it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, right? Because you don't have anyone in your life right now that is feeding life to you. That is, you know, that is encouraging you and that is reminding you of your worth reminding you to look on the inside of you and see that there is greatness in you. There is beauty in you. There is light in you, right? And that you are the answer. You are the answer to the problems that lies in your life. Yeah, think about that, y'all. Some of you have not had that person to come to tell you those things. And maybe it is time for you to take a trip like I did. Maybe it's time for you to go on a sabbatical, you know, and start reassessing, you know, start removing some things out of your, out of your thinking, start recharging, start, you know, um, you know, reevaluate some things in your life. So you can start to realize who you are. My sister was such a blessing to me. And, you know, she was, when I had told her about you know, about this, my life. And she's fully aware what's, you know, about my history and everything. And when it comes to my education and all of that stuff. And I kept saying all these years, even, you know, uh, that I wanted to teach, I wanted to teach uh, history of music, which was so ironic because at the time when I was in college and, you know, I changed my major from education to vocal performance that, uh, you know, history of music, 
you know, was part of the part of the curriculum, a part of the course that I had to take prior to graduation. So there was no way I could get out of that thing. I couldn't put a doctor's note or nothing in that, <laughs> you know, um, and I and I couldn't stand that course because for one thing, we didn't have a musicologist at the time when I was there. Uh, my vocal teacher had been put in a position to teach music history since she had that during her time in school. And um, so it was like blind teaching the blind. She was actually teaching us, but she was, you know, teaching herself, <laughs> you know, and it was just kind of crazy, you know, um, and it was kind of a struggle. And, you know, it just made me despise that course even more uh, because of the book we had and the book was by Grout and I can't think of the, it was this big orange thick book, you know, and it was the history of music and all of that stuff. And that whole entire moment at that time in my life was just so, ugh, it was so ugly. <laughs> you know, it was so distressing, y'all. But, and I didn't, and listen, I did not pass, I did not pass uh, the the second semester because this, this was a one year, or I had to take the whole, take this course for the whole entire year, right? So that, se- that first semester I passed, I think I barely passed, I think I passed with a C. <laughs> and the second semester I passed, but it was a D, but I had to take the course over or something like that. And, you know, that was so disheartening. And I'm like, I do not want to take this course over. I can't stand this class. <laughs> but I did. And I passed it with a C. And I was so grateful because that C was an A to me. Okay. <laughs> that was an A in my book. And I was happy to pass that class. But as time passed on, you know, after I finished college and all that stuff and everything, and I started to enter into grad school. Um, you know, I was starting to say prior, you know, in between that, that transition that I wanted to teach music history. And I was just laughing at myself. I said, that is so funny. As much as I despise that class, you know, taking that class, yet I still want to teach that course. I wanted to be a musicologist. And the reason was because, of course, at my alma mater, they didn't have a musicologist at that time. And I don't even think to this day they have one now. You know, um, but, you know, and plus in our culture, you know, um, we lack the information, you know, of music, you know, the history of music. We only go based on what we know today, what is currently going on in our, in our, in our, um, music world, if you will, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and there are some gifted, talented, you know, powerful, um, you know, students out there, you know, um, that are truly called in the, you know, in the ministry of music and ministry of music can be in all different genres, not just in gospel, but in jazz and R&B and, you know, you name it, you know, God created music and it's not just one particular, you know, genre It's so many different facets, so many different styles and, uh, you know, uh, different, taste and flavor, man. It's beautiful, right? Um, but, uh, at that time, you know, I, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot of information poured in, in my culture at the time. You know, when I was in high school, thank God for my music teacher, Dr. Jennifer Johnson, bless her soul. She, 
you know, she was uh, a, a, a world-renowned pianist. And that one was, was just, this, she was a bad mamma jamma, man. She was just amazing and so loved her gift. She loved to teach. She loved her students. And you saw that love because she poured in everything, you know, um, to us. And even when it came to teaching, you know, at the time, um, she poured what she could pour into us. And I would never, ever forget that. Right. Um, but even then at that time, you know, I didn't realize that I was still lacking vital information in terms of music history and, you know, the culture, the style and where it originated and all these, you know, all these technical things, you know, um, I didn't know about all of that stuff, you know, um, until I got to college. When I got to college, that's what stuff that's that that was introduced to me, and it it it, I just felt lost, you know. I I mean I'm I I just I did I felt lost, you know, especially, you know, sharing that class with my peers, my fellow peers at that time. You know, when it came to questions and all those things, they pretty much knew the answer to some of that stuff. I'm still scratching my head, like trying to figure like what the what. <laughs> Like, what, how, how did you find that? Where did you see that? You know? Um, and I felt so out of place and it had me to start doubting my gifts. It started me to second guess, like, why am I here? Why am I majoring in music? I thought I knew stuff. I don't know nothing, you know, <laughs> you know, and I think that's, um, one of the issues with some of us sisters out there, you know, we, you know, we compare ourselves with other people that's in the same or similar gifts or there's uh, skills that we have. And you see, you know, how much they are, you know, wise in their profession and all of that. And you look at yourself and you like, well, dang, well, I should have known that. I should have, you know, I'm like, how come I didn't see that? What is, you know, and you start to doubt your gifts. You start to second guess your purpose and all of that stuff. We all been there. And some of us are, are dealing with that right now. And then we continue to meditate on our failures. We can continue to meditate on what we messed up or what we, you know, what we missed out and all of those things, you know, and then we just like, I don't have anything to give. This is not good for me. Maybe I shouldn't focus on that. Maybe I need to do something else, you know, and all of those things. And that's where I was, you know, that's where I was at that time of my life. And so, you know, um, being as though I, I did graduate and got my undergrad degree in vocal performance and all of that. And I pursue further in my master's, uh, you know, working on my master's degree, um, at Morgan state. Um, and I was, uh, working towards my MAT masters of arts and teaching. Cause that was not the original, um, Thing. That was not what I was going to major in because they did not have um, a master's uh, in musicology. They did not have that. Now, I don't know if they have it now, but at that time in the 90s, in the mid 90s, because I came here in 95, they did not have it. And so I just, you know, and plus I wanted to teach. I wanted to be, able, I wanted to be certified. That was the key thing anyway for me to be certified. And so I moved forward. You know, I just say, well, I just do the master of arts in teaching. Right. That will get me uh, to the point to the place where I can be able to, uh, you know, uh, get my certification and all those other things of that nature, blah, 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 blah. 
And so I was like, okay, no problem. And of course, if I wanted to pursue in my, you know, in my, um, getting my master's in musicology, I can be able to transfer credits or whatever and go to uh, university of Maryland or someplace of that, uh, other school that had, you know, the masters of musicology available. Um, but I did not take that initiative to do that because, you know, I really, I really didn't know how to make that happen. Honestly, um, I was really doubting myself. I'd be truthful. Not, I would just doubt him. I was afraid. I was just scared. I didn't know how to make that happen. If that makes any sense. Right. Um, so of course, you know, I moved on with that, but then first one thing after the next, one thing after the next, one after the next classes was being canceled because of lack of attendance. My first semester was perfect. I, I passed all my classes with A's and that was great. And then the next semester came that spring semester of 96, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, I came in 95. So I started in the fall of 95 and then started in the spring of 96. That's when things started to change. Um, the course that I needed, you know, to, you know, to finish the program, it was closed because why they didn't have enough students to carry, you know, to keep the class open. So of course, you know, these courses, especially in the master program, these are like a once, you know, one time offer kind of course, you know, so if you miss out, you have to wait to the next year because they don't offer it in the spring. <laughs> You know, the next semester, in other words, so you, you know, so that was the issue with me. And it was one, one thing after the next, one thing after the next. And that was going on for a good several years, y'all, because I got there in 95 and I left in 2001. Yeah. Right. And through that process, you know, I had to, you know, fight my case. I went to the dean at that time and talk to her. And of course she was just being politically correct and all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I like, okay, I get that girlfriend, but listen, I want my degree. Okay. I should not be here for no two or three years trying to fight to get my degree <laughs> because y'all are not, you know, promoting or marketing, you know, this department or this program like you should, that's not my fault. And I should not be penalized for the lack of, you know, of, of y'all, you know, not doing your part. And what was so frustrating at that time, guys, is that, you know, my peers who were in these classes with me and, you know, they already were living their life. You know, these are wives, these are, you know, um, you know, scholars, if you will, you know, they live in their life. So they took their credits and say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to transfer my credits to University of Maryland or whatever. You know what I mean? And they had every right to do so because they too were feeling the same, same issue that I was feeling, you know, and I could not do that because, you know, first of all, I was an administrator there at the time. Second of all, um, I didn't have a car. <laughs> I didn't know how to drive at that time. And yes, they were public transportation and all of that. But as I said, I was a resident director. So, you know, you know, I could not, I could not, um, I could not, you know, um, you know, start like my peers did. I could not do that. There was just no way. And so, you know, I felt stuck. I felt stuck. I was just frustrated and there was just no other way for me of doing what I, that I wanted to do at all. And so, 
you know, that, that stayed with me for a long time. That stayed with me and for years. And then that just had me to start really, you know, feeling miserable and feeling um, embarrassed and hurt and frustrated and all of that. And um, I carried that for a long, long time. I really, really did. And so as time passed on, of course, years later, as you can see, I'm here where I am right now. Um, of course, I have, you know, continued to um, showcase my skills and my gifts like that, singing and all those things of that nature. And those of you who um, have been supporting my podcast, some of you are probably from my church or whatever, you know what's up and all of that and everything. Um, but I know I needed to do more. I know I what God has given me. It was a ministry and it was it should not have been dulled out. You know what I'm saying? That makes any sense, right? So my sister was basically was just telling me that I can use this, this gift, right? And be able to continue to do what I always wanted to do. And that is to teach voice. Don't worry about the fact that I don't have a master's degree or, you know, because here I was, I was comparing myself. I was comparing myself. I was, um, you know, looking at my past again and how many of us do that when, when there's an opportunity that's presented to us, you know, we're excited, but then immediately our mind starts to dwell on our past. Our minds start looking at, well, you don't, you didn't finish your, you didn't finish the program. You don't have your master's degree or you don't have this. You don't have that. Right. Cause you are fully aware of the people that's already in already in, you know, your field, if you will, in the, you know, and you like, wow, but they got something, you know, what I don't have. And, and I don't feel, you know, I don't, you know, I don't feel like I deserve to be, <laughs> you know, included in that, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I was thinking. And so my sister Roz was just, you know, she was just, you know, spanking me, if you will, with her words, which was all out of love. But she was just letting me know. She said, girl, you need to stop thinking that way because God ain't thinking that way. God is not looking at your mistakes. He's not looking at what happened 20 years or 30 years ago. He's looking at what he's already given to you now. Right. And what he has in you is enough to open up so many doors, so many opportunities. Oh, my gosh. It's just amazing. If you just start with what you have and have faith and believe in what you have. Oh my goodness, a lot of things could happen, you know, right before your eyes. And so she just told me, you know, you be, you can you can do this. <laughs> you know? And uh man, she just she got on me so good. And um you know, she said, "Girl, cuz we were in the kitchen, we were in her kitchen and she was um prepping, you know, cooking and everything and uh I'm sitting at the table. She's sitting down, um, you know, um, by the sink and everything, you know, because she's dealing with knee, uh, knee issues and stuff and everything and stuff. So, you know, she was just looking at me and she's like, girl, I could hit you with this pot. <laughs> oh, my God. She said, girl, I could just hit you with this pot right now, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I know. He said, do you understand what I'm saying? You know, and all those things. And she's like, T, do you understand? I'm like, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> and if we both were laughing at it. You know, we both were laughing because it was just, you know, it was just like, wow. You know, girl. And here's the thing, guys. I knew I had the ability 
but I was just afraid of my abilities. I was afraid of it. And I know that may sound so crazy, but I know I'm not the only woman that are, who's listening to me right now. I know I'm the only one out there because I know you think the same thing too about your gifts, about your worth, about where you are right now and how a lot of you are still, you know, reflecting on your mistakes, you know, on those bad choices. You know, some of you, you know, got, you know, had kids out of wedlock. Some of you had got, you know, got pregnant at a very young age and you had to drop school for a few years because you had to learn how to be a parent and all those things, you know, and you, you know, beating yourself up to a pulp because you like, if I should have, could have, would have, then things would have been much different in my life and all this other stuff. And then you meet the guy, your dreams, you thought it was the guy, your dreams. And then he, you know, he screwed you over and all that stuff. And you already been forewarned by your mom, by your fellow, you know, by your family, whoever. And you didn't want to hear it. You didn't want to believe it. You just like, oh, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. <laughs> right? Right? But you know what, y'all? Listen, we are the abusers of our own life. We really, really are. We can go ahead and continue to point the fingers at the issues, at our problems, at the struggles, or whatever that we're dealing with. You know, but at the end of the day, how, how are we responding about us? When we see ourselves in the mirror, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, do we agree with what people have been saying about us? Hmm? That we're no good, that we're not qualified, that we're not smart, that we're this, that we're not that, this, that, or whatever. Hmm? Huh? Do you agree with that? Because <laughs> if you do, then, then you deserve to be where you are. I'm just keeping on the real. You deserve to be where you are. You deserve to be broke, busted, disgusted, upset, angry, all of that stuff. Because you put yourself in there. Because you are your own abuser. The people that said all that stuff to you, child, please. They're busted, disgusted, twisted, tangled up, tied up, mixed up in their own issues. They could care less about you. Misery loves company. They do, but they are so miserable. They can't even breathe. They suffocating in their own garbage. They're suffocating. They're dying, right? And 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 that's what and that's what's going on with your life. But guess what? You have power within you to change that, man. You have the power within you to get out of that brokenness, to get out of that negative mindset, to get out of that negative toxic relationship or whatever that's going on in your life. You have power within you. My sister told me. She said, "Girl, take your power back." Stop allowing people to steal your power because they're miserable, because they don't know what, what lies in them, right? Whoever it is, you got to regain your power. You got to understand who you are and whose you are, right? Mm? Isn't that true? Right? And she went on to say that, girl, you can make money here, you know? You don't have to stay in, 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 in debt. You don't have to be financially broken because what's going on in your personal life. No, you know, you can do something for yourself. God has given you creative ideas, y'all, that you can instantly become a millionaire in, in a matter of short of time because you finally allowing God to intervene and to take control and to direct your path. Am I right or wrong? Hmm? Think about that now, huh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so she, my sister really blessed me that day. She truly blessed me 
to help me to uh to realize, girl, you got it. You don't need to you don't need to go beyond and try to figure out something or try out new things or be a part of this group or be a part of this program and this, that, or whatever. Yeah, you may have the you may have the skills in that and you know you may enjoy helping others, but that's not your calling. That is not your calling. You wasting so much time giving out to something that is not given back to you in return the way you rightfully deserve. Here is your here is your calling. Here is your ministry. Here is your purpose right here. And you've been walking past it. You've been ignoring it. You've been ignoring the call. You you know what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she had to let me see that and understand that. So, of course, you know, I had uh, told her that, you know, my daughter you know, said the same thing similar to that. You know, she's like, mom, you can do this too, you know? And what I mean by that is that, you know, she's in the choir and all of that. And they get vocal lessons from uh, teachers or vocal uh, teachers that are not employed at the school. These are people from outside of the school that comes in and, you know, they teach voice lessons, you know, to the students. And so they getting paid directly, you know, and, um, you know, my daughter was saying that to me a while back. She said, mom, you can do this, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, well, I can, but you know, uh, she's like, yeah. And what, you know, <laughs> she's I was like, well, I don't, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't play piano anyway. She's like, okay. And that's not an issue. That's not a problem, <laughs> you know? And, you know, my, my sister Roz was just saying like, girl, please, that should not even be, that. that's not even an issue. You know, she said, you know, they got apps out here now, which they do. They have music apps, piano apps, and all this other kind of apps <laughs> that, you know, now you can utilize and it could be your assistant, if you will. What? Come on now. I'm telling you, ladies, we mess up ourselves when we get so caught up in our issues and our problems and our struggles. It compromises our growth. It really, really does. It compromises our growth. It compromises us to, to you know, be more uh, uh, intelligent, if you will, because we only go on based on what we, what we, what we know from yesteryear, right? We only go on based on what we know from yesteryear because we have compromised ourselves to go further, you know, due to our past, you know? And that's why a lot of us are so intimidated um, by our peers when we see them doing something that we were called to do, right? And we look at them like, well, how do they know all of that? Well, how do they, you know? And then we like, well, I'm not advanced like she is. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Oh, I, you know what I'm saying? Then we like, well, I can't do it. And you get, to, and you become intimidated, right? And that, and that's something. But listen, they had to take the time out too, y'all. They had to take the time out to learn themselves. They took the time out to educate, not just by the people that you know that they hired or they went to school for. They took it upon themselves to go ahead and dig a little deeper. Because they 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 love their ministry, they 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 embrace their uh, their ministry, their calling, right? And it and and it didn't become, you know, a job to them. It gave them joy, right? It gave them you know uh, excitement. It just gave them that extra pep in their step, 
right? To just keep going because they knew that this was going to help and it was going to bless and it was going to, you know, draw people near. It was going to help people to start reevaluating themselves and their get their skills, their gifts, their purpose, all of that, right? And it was going to put a smile on their face. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't even about the money or anything like that because they knew all of that was going to come in the back end anyway. It was just all about just really serving people and blessing people and helping people, man. That's what, that's your purpose. That's your calling. That's what give you that excitement, man. You just can't get enough of that. And I know what music, me teaching students and blessing students and helping them to see the greatness in them. Oh my goodness. Child, please. Honey, you, mm, I'm telling you that it would just give me great joy just to see those students say, oh, Miss, Mrs. J, I got this. Oh, this is, this is so cool. You know, because like my sister said, I have a different technique versus all the other music teachers that are, are there at that school. We all have something in common, and that is being a music voice teacher. We love music, right? But every single one of us, we have a different seasoning. Oh, come on, somebody. Every single one of us have a different seasoning. But when we come together, the flavor is what? Come on through. Come on through, nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's delicious, right? It's amazing. The harmony, you know, the harmony of all those seasons coming in together, right? Marinating. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? And she had to help me to see that and not get so caught up on, you know, the degree and that I'm not a pianist and all this other stuff, but to look at the uniqueness of what God put in me that will make me stand out amongst the rest. You see what I'm saying? And that will draw the students closer to me because what I present to them, have them to start looking at, you know, their music uh, in a whole different perspective based on my training, based on my knowledge, based on my experience, right? And that too, ladies, that applies to you as well, whether it's in music, whether it's in teaching, whether it's in, in uh, you know, in uh, medicine, whatever it is, you have a unique flavor. You have a unique style that stands out amongst the rest of your peers, right? And God has already pre-assigned those individuals anyway that will be blessed, you know, in your, you know, in what you're going to put down, Right? And so my sister was telling me, say, girl, listen, we're going to get this together right now. She's like, come on, we're going to get this together right now. Okay, girl, I'm going to get this pop. I'm going to pop you side your head. <laughs> you know, we're going to get this together now because girl, please, you know, you don't know how this is going to work in your life. And I, and I still believe to this day that I have the capabilities of being a great teacher, whether it's in vocal, whether it's uh, teaching vocally, whether it's teaching you know, um, in literature, in terms of music history or whatever, I have the, the ability and I have that desire and that passion in me to bless somebody's child, <laughs> you know, and I truly believe in, in music, you know, music is a beautiful, it's a beautiful medicine to the soul. But I know for sure, especially when it comes to our curriculum in the, in the school's education, that music is not being valued as it used to be back in the day when I was in school right? They, you know, they consider the arts as just like an accessory. So it's not of great importance, but they fail to realize that there are some gifted 
beautiful, anointed musicians out there, right? And you are doing them disservice, you know, by, you know, taking away what they need, you know, you know, taking away the program, you know, taking away, you know, not giving the teachers the opportunity to truly showcase their, their wisdom, their ideas, right? And that's not right. It's not fair. And I told my sister, I said, you know, I want to be able to teach music history, not so much in college, because that's originally, that's what that was my thought years ago. But then I thought about it, I said, you know what? I want to teach it in high school. Why can I not teach music history in high school? Huh? Why can I, why can that be part of the curriculum? They change the curriculum all the time. I don't care where you are. They always change the curriculum, right? They add a class. They, they delete a class. You know what I'm saying? So it is possible that they can include that, right? And so I told my sister, you know, my passion about that and everything. She said, girl, you need to write a proposal. You need to go ahead and start that. And I was getting a little bit intimidated by that because I'm like, well, how the heck am I going to do that? <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm like, how am I going to get that done? I, you know, because I'm not a skillful writer. You know, I'm not like my, I'm not like my, my daughter. I'm like my husband. They could just easily pick up a pen and just go ahead and, or not even a pen. They could just type, honey. And the, and the, and the words and the letters and the syllables and the enunciation, pronunciation, or the abbreviate, all of that could just come fluid out of their fingertips, honey. Child, I'd be like, and so it begins. That's just it. That's where I am. I don't know where to go where, I don't know where to go from there. I'm just <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. That's my weakness right there. So I know, you know, that I truly believe God will help me with that. He will bless me with someone that can just be able to, you know, uh, you know, structure that, you know, and put it you know, and format that for me. <laughs> you know, I know I can do it. I know I can. But she was saying like, yeah, you could just go ahead and build a portfolio or what have you and just, you know, and, and talk about that, you know, bring that to, you know, Mr. Walter, Mr. Walker's attention, if you will, you know, because that is needed. And especially for those kids who definitely love music and those who definitely have the calling in that they want to pursue further, right? They want to go further in college and in all of those things. This is something that is needed in high school and why not start that now right so that's a project right now that I'm working on <laughs> that I'm working on and that I definitely want to bring you know towards Mr. Walker's attention and um you know and share with him that's something that you know needs to be addressed and that needs to be implemented so these kids can be be aware of where aware music generated where it came from and not wait till they get to college you know to to you know to get hit with that because i'm telling you the history of music is a complex subject you know it's very broad it's 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 deep man right and if you don't have if you don't have um the tools if you're not you know you if you have not been spoon fed that stuff uh prior you're gonna be you're gonna be lost in the shuffle i'm telling you you're just gonna be like why am i here and I know uh, for some kids today, there are many, there are a lot of Tawantas out there. I know there are. They're smart, talented, anointed, gifted, all of that. But they have been cheated out of, you know, really uh, learning or preparing themselves, you know, being prepared by those teachers, 
you know, they've been cheated out the information, you know, and when they get to college and they get hit with these courses that they are required to take and they can't, you know, they can't um, get out of, it's going to be a little bit overwhelming for them, especially having their peers in that class and the peers know the answer to these, you know, complex questions and stuff like that. It's just a little bit, you know, it's going to be a little bit much for them. And so I want to be able to make the change. I want to be able to, you know, start, you know, um, you know, start something different, you know, and bring these kids, um, to realization, you know, help them to prepare themselves for the future. You know what I mean? And, um, I know there's probably going to be some debate. I know it's going to be some, you know, you know, people going to be like at the board or whoever that's listening to my proposal will be like, well, I don't see it to be a necessity. I don't see it to be that important. Well, let me tell you something. You got all these other curriculum, these courses here that have these kids don't have no interest of you know, being when they get out of, you know, when they start the real world, you know, you got kids are required to take a science course, but half of them don't even care about science. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you got kids taking gym. You are, re- you are requiring them to take gym. They ain't got no interest in, you know, uh, being a gym teacher. And I'm not saying that's the whole point of that. You know, I know it's all about health and all of that too. But you are, you know, putting these kids in, in these courses and classes that, you know, honestly, they it's not going to it's not going to help them in terms of what they really want to do in their life. Because I guarantee you, some of y'all only remember some of the stuff that you had taken in high school and y'all are doing something way totally opposite now in your career right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the whole point is, is that you are aware, Right. You are being uh, taught of something that, you know, that is totally out of, uh, is out of your, um, uh, what I'm saying, out of your, I won't say out of your character, but it's out of your will, if you will, out of your calling. Um, but yet it's still, it's still good to know, right? It's still good to know about, you know, the history of, you know, your ancestors in terms of music, in terms of, you know, um, you know, your, your ancestors in terms of, um, African-American history and all these other things that we, uh, have taken down through the years when we were in school. And so, you know, when I, like I said, I have been so blessed guys to truly, you know, uh, have these women in my life that really fed me with the word and blessed me with the word. And, had and and really you know got me to wake up and um and keep reminding myself to want to you have power and you have victory every day you win and it may not seem that way in a physical way but you got to stop looking um you got to stop looking in the physical you know stop looking in the uh in those lens start looking in the spiritual realm that you already you know more than a conqueror so you win anyway you know um, and that victory is yours, right? And, you know, embrace the beauty within, embrace your gifts, right? Go ahead and start sharpening, you know, um, sharpening your skills. Go ahead and take, you know, um, take upon yourself to, you know, educate, re-educate yourself and all those things, right? Um, embrace the, um, you know, the resources of people, that that God will present down the way 
um, that will help you to, you know, to think differently, to, um, to respond differently, to, you know, to chant, you know, challenge yourself for new, new things. Cause things are not the same as it was when I was in college and not even when I was in grad school, you know, a lot had, there are some similar things. Yes, but there are, there's some things that are different now. Technology is so different now, right? Just like I told you earlier about the apps, my sister enlightened me about these musical apps that's out there. And yeah, there are so many, you know, so even though I may not, I may not be a pianist and all of that, but I can still Google up a certain song or something like that and it will play it for me, right? You know what I'm saying? Utilize what's already provided for you, what is already there for you, ladies. It's okay to start over in the middle of your life. Wherever you are right now, ladies, it is okay, okay? You may have stopped and you trying to figure out what to do now, what to do now, this, that, or whatever, and... um and you feel kind of like lost, kind of confused. But God doesn't want you to be confused. He wants you to ask, say, he, he wants you to call him and say, God, direct me as to where I should go. Because I don't know the route of my future. I don't know. We don't know. We think we do. <laughs> but we don't. But he does. And wherever you are right now, he'll be glad to take over right there in the middle of where you are. So it's okay to start over in, in the middle of your life, in the middle of the situation. It's okay to, to take that moment and to, and to uh, remove some of the negative uh, things in your mind, you know, uh, remove all that bitterness and that resentment, resentment and, you know, that self-doubt, you know, it's, it's, it's that time to do, to recharge and to rethink right? You need to take that time out for you as I did for me this past week. And it was worth every minute, every minute. I told you before, I didn't want to come back home because <laughs> I felt I needed another week, you know, but I came home for my girls, you know, because, you know, we sharpen each other, you know, we encourage each other, you know, they need mommy. I need them. You know what I'm saying? And so, that's why I came home for that reason and that reason um, alone. But I came home, of course, to go ahead and start, <laughs> you know, um, getting my name out there. Um, and so, yes, um, I did talk to Mr. Walker and he was um, totally excited, um, you know. Um, and what was so funny about that is I don't even think I mentioned it, but what was so funny about that is that I called my daughter and, uh, and I was going to tell her, okay, well, this is what mommy's going to do now. And I remember, I told her, so you remember what you told me a while back that I need to go ahead and start teaching voice lessons? She said, uh-huh. Well, your godmother had, you know, had spanked me a little bit, you know. <laughs> and she said, mm-hmm, uh-huh. And, you know, and what was so funny was that she was, uh, when I called her, she was in the choir room with Mr. Walker and a few of her friends. Uh, because my sister was telling me, like, you know what, you can teach not even just in the school but even outside of that and you can just you know decide how much to charge and all this other stuff or whatever and and uh and so I was like yeah that is true I could do that you know and so um from there I said um and my sister's like okay talk to Mr. Walker go ahead talk to him come on talk to him I was like well, wait a minute you know <laughs> so um after a while Mr. Walker was available 
talked to Mr. Walker, told him what was up. I said, yo, Mr. Walker, you know what I do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I just made up my, my mind that I'm going to start teaching voice lessons. And so I definitely would like to be on board, if you will, to help and assist your students and all of that. And he was like, oh, my God, that is so amazing. He's like, I'm excited, this, that, whatever. And my sister, Rosalind, she's like, what I told She's in the background, see what I told you. I told you. <laughs> you had to be there to see it. It was just so funny. And I'm trying to focus on him. And she distracted me on that end. But it was just, it was just so amazing. And so, you know, he went on to say like, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you know, you know, uh, how many um, students I have so far that are in need of some additional voice lessons, if you will. And definitely we've got to get together during the summertime and definitely in the fall, you know, and all of that stuff. So I'm like, wow, this is like, what? This is like, what? Now, what if I did not take this trip? I would not have, I would not be where I am right now. This would not have happened. Right. I would still be stuck in the middle of the road of my life trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of this situation, how I'm going to be able to make some money, how I'm going to, you know, invest, how I'm going to do these things and not realizing that the answer was in me, that I was sitting on my gold mine far too long. Right. So my beautiful sisters, I hope this is encouraging you to start looking at where you are right now. Some of you are stuck. You're in the middle of your, in your, of your life and in a situation and you just wondering, how can I deal with this? How can I get out of this? I need money. I don't have money. I'm, de- I'm dependent on my spouse and, you know, the job is not paying well or he just lost his job and, you know, because I know I'm not the only one that's going through this. I know I'm not the only one that's going through this. There's so many of you out there who are listening to the sound of my voice that are experiencing this right now. And some of you feel de- depleted. Some of you feel like a failure. Some of you, you know, are blaming yourself. Some of you are angry at yourself because you made bad choices, poor choices, and this, that, whatever. Some of you are just taking whatever is available at the last minute. You're doing this microwave type of you know, um, you know, strategy, trying to make a thousand dollars within a day and all this other stuff. You go ahead and sign up on these direct selling businesses and MLM and all that stuff. And you are investing more, but you ain't getting none of that stuff back, at least maybe 30% and not 50%, but you put a hundred percent in, you know, and you have to continue to reinvest, 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 reinvest in order for you to see any type of benefit, any type of of, you know, growth in your finances and it becomes frustrating after a while because you're in a desperate situation and it's overwhelming and it's tiring and you're trying to figure out, well, where is the key? What is the answer? You are. You are the key. You are the answer. God has given you the answer. It's your gift. It's your calling. Stop running away from it. Stop walk passing the door. You know, stop, you know, don't, don't play with it. Don't, don't make your calling a hobby, right? Appreciate, don't tolerate it. It's a huge difference, y'all. It's a huge difference. That's what I did, right? And I, and I did it. I dipped and dab, dipped and dab in it for a little bit. And I did. I really did. Um, Because again, I kept looking at, you know, where I am in, in my professional 
uh, level in terms of my background, my educational background and all those things. Right. And that I believe is just too late for me. And I don't have the money. I be I don't have the money to go back to grad school right now. You know, when I was at Morgan State, I went there because I was, you know, I started off as a grad student at the beginning. But then, you know, some things happened in my life after that. And then eventually God had just blessed me with the position of being assistant resident director. Right. And then eventually a year later, I was promoted to full time director. And then I, I went to court and I, I take those classes for free because I was administrator. So that was nothing but the blessings of God. But that doesn't mean that God can do the same thing for me now as well as for some of y'all. Not saying that, you know, you're probably going to be going out of school or anything, but you just don't know how God can work this thing through for you. You just don't have a clue. We try to figure it out. We try to fix it. But we screw up. We screw ourselves over all the time. And we got to get out of our own way. We are abusing ourselves. Stop putting the blame on your husband. Stop putting the blame on your sister or your family, on your kids, on your job. No, it's on you. Because at the end of the day, you gonna you have to decide if you're going to agree with what society pours into you. Or you going to go ahead and say, you know what? I am not what society say that I am. I am not a statistic. I am not this. I'm not that. I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God. I am victorious. I win every day. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? So if you continue to speak negative about yourself, then guess what? You're going you're gonna to be living in a negative situation. It's your choice. You have a choice. <laughs> you do have a choice. And I chose to regain my power and to embrace my uniqueness and be proud of who I am and be proud of the woman that I'm becoming, honey. Okay. Love the woman that I am. Love the woman that I'm becoming. Cause you know what? It's not even about me anyway. It's about what's in me that will change the world. Right? Because it's all about drawing people near to him anyway. It's all about really allowing people to get connected to God so they can start understanding who they are and the powerful ministry that he put in them, baby. Come on, somebody. It's to encourage others, you know, to enlighten people, you know, and to let them know you can do it too. You can do it too. You know, you don't have to have all of those degrees and even if you do have it. So what? That doesn't, that does not identify who you are. Come on, somebody. Nothing wrong getting them, but I was so hooked up on it because, you know, that's something that I wanted to have, you know, and I just, I just believe that I could be able to get a degree, an additional degree, and it's not too late. Who knows? It's probably in God's will for me to go ahead and make that happen. If I choose to do it, then I would do it. But God will work it out where that I can be able to pursue and get what was taken from me. Because that was taken from me. I did not let that thing slip out of my hands because I was being lazy about it, anything. No, that was taken away from me. Right? And I truly believe that what the devil has stole, I'm going to get back a hundredfold. Come on, somebody. So I know that that is going to come to me. And there's going to be an additional blessing beyond that. So I'm determined that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get what is mine. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and serve the people of God. I'm going to bless these kids. I'm going to bless these students. And who knows, who knows how this could open up another opportunity for me where I can be able to teach music history. <laughs> 
right? And I'll be very excited about it because I know how I'm going to teach my kids. It's going to be something exciting. It's going to be something that they're going to be like, oh, I can't wait to go to Mrs. J class because she's going to be teaching some good stuff today. That's what I'm talking about because, you know, some of the scholars from back in the day that, you know, that taught music history or just any other type of class that's, you know, history based. Some of them old heads. Woo child. You might as well just go get yourself a blanket and a pillow, okay, and a snack or something, because you're going to be falling asleep. Because some of them professors, child, ooh, child, ooh, honey, they swear thing, they stuck in time. They back in the 60s, you know, in the 50s, in the 70s. They so dry. Ooh. And some of them are old school. They don't, they don't want to change for nothing. This is a whole new flock of cheering. <laughs> And they still want to stay back in the time, you know, back in the day. And that is just not working, you know? So, yeah, I know the unique, the uniqueness in me stands out. And I know that will bring in the volume of students, you know, that are willing to learn. They want to learn. They want to grow, right? And they, and this will help them, they prepare them, you know, for the next season in their life, you know, entering into college of their choice and all of those things, right? We are supposed to help build our kids and prepare them for the upcoming season, not just, you know, just take advantage of them, you know, and all of that. No, we got to prepare our kids. And I'm speaking for educate as an educator, you know, I was blessed to have teachers like that when I was in high school, they took their job seriously. You know, they let us know, you know, that, you know, I'm preparing you for college. Okay. This, this, this is not a playground. You have recess and it's over. Now we, now we're going to take in some business. Okay. <laughs> and back then that was very intimidating. Okay. Huh? <laughs> that was intimidating. And I have one teacher out of all of those beautiful teachers who I love so dearly. But this one particular teacher, oh my Lord, Miss Stackhouse, God bless her. Woo, she's still alive today, bless her soul. But that woman was, oh man, she was no joke. She came in telling us, you know, I am a college professor and I'm going to be teaching you in a college mindset, okay? You know what I'm saying? And I was a senior then. I'm like, oh God, I'm not going to graduate. <laughs> I see right now that this woman, who she's going to be blocking my diploma. Okay. Cause she is, she's scary. <laughs> oh my goodness. And boy, oh boy, did she come in full throttle? She was not playing games. She was a phenomenal teacher though. Absolutely thorough. But that woman was serious. But the, here's the thing though. She told us she was preparing us. She was preparing us. For college, because when we get to college, we're going to come across professors just like her. And she ain't lie. She did not lie, child. Mm. When I got to college my freshman year, oh, Jesus, and I had that English lit. Jesus, on the main line, tell him what I want. I want to get out because I was hurting. And this was honors English, too. What? Oh. <laughs> I barely passed that class, y'all. I ain't trying to be cute and bougie. I ain't passed that class with no A. I think I got a B. 
I think I did got a B. I, I think. I'm not a C. One of those two. But I don't care. I was just grateful for that grade. And I didn't have to see that teacher no more. Because <laughs> English is not my thing. It's just not my vibe. It's not. Woo. And you know, college is all about, you know, research and writing and writing and writing. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> See, I don't have no shame expressing my weakness. <laughs> but still, man, I mean, I'm just thankful for the teachers. I'm thankful for Miss Stackhouse. For Miss Stackhouse. I'm thankful for the Miss Boatwrights. I'm thankful for, you know, um, for the, uh, the Dr. Johnsons. I'm thankful for all of those teachers in my life that really poured in my life and truly blessed me. To this day, I still remember, you know, the the value of information they had given me, you know, to where I can use that same tool, right, to sharpen my future students, my students of tomorrow. Isn't that beautiful? And that's what this gift that God has given you is all about, man. And we got to, you know, not shy away from that. It's not to hurt us, God, y'all. It's to bless. It's to bless you, right? It's to make you feel good. It's to, you know, just give you joy unspeakable, man. The plans that God has for you is to bless you, okay? Not to cause any heart, no hardships, no, no pain, no disorder, no nothing, right? And a lot of you are in, involved in things that is not fulfilling you from the inside out. It's not truly blessing you like it should, right? You're not in your calling. You're not doing what God has already told you what you need to do because you have, you know, you are, you are afraid. You are afraid. You are afraid of success. Don't be afraid of it because God has already promised great, great things in your life. And what he has for you, you guarantee, it's guaranteed that you shall have it, Right? Based on your faith, based on your persistence, based on your belief, based on your belief. Wow. I could go on and on, but I'm not. But I'm very grateful for you girls, my beautiful sisters, my resilience family for continue to support and, um, you know, um, just continue to, to listen. And I pray that all that you have listened, even today and beyond, that you have truly picked up what I put down. You have picked up some some words of wisdom and that you have truly applied that in your in your life. You know, every single one of us have a purpose and we have a calling and uh, we need to acknowledge that and we need to address it and embrace it and, you know, um, and take great joy in it because God has perfected it, perfect that gift just for us and we don't need to do anything else we don't it's just we just go out in faith and belief and just be used and 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 serve and just enjoy the moment man enjoy the moment so ladies i hope this encouraged you today i really i really hope it did and you know there's going to be great things in store in the upcoming podcast and i just can't wait to you know, bring that out to you guys. I'm going to, um, you know, definitely bring in some additional voices in the near future, as I said at the beginning of the year. Um, so you could definitely hear some other 
you know, hear some words of wisdom and uh, testimonies from other women besides myself, because it's good to, you know, be in a circle of uh, of women um, from different from different uh, walks of life, and you know, and to really be blessed by their uh, experience um, and their testimonies and their hardships, all of that, right? Um, so yeah, that is something definitely that I'm going to be implementing uh, very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. And I definitely will let you ladies know, um, you know, beforehand uh, about looking out for, um, you know, um, um, a, a live um, two, you know, one-on-one conversation kind of vibe, you know, I think it's going to be kind of cool to have that, right? So ladies, I'm going to close this out with a prayer and uh, I hope ladies that, you know, this truly blesses you and let me know again, continue to support, as I said before, um, but also uh, comment. I want you to share your testimonies um, and uh, let me know how much this podcast has blessed you overall, not just this, not just this particular episode, but the previous episodes as well. And what have you noticed since you, um, you know, been applying some of the nuggets or wisdoms, if you will, you know, from um, the podcast? Um, You know, where has it taken you from where you were at the beginning, you know, um, and how it has really inspired you and how it has inspired others as well? So let me know, girls. Let me know. Don't forget to um, to document that for me. Um, I'm in all, you know, I'm on different um, uh, platforms. Um, if you're aware, I'm on Google. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Breaker. I'm on Castbox. Um, uh, of course, Anchor.fm. And um, so these are just some of the areas that I'm on. There's still more out there, but you know. Definitely take full advantage of it and uh, go ahead and support and, you know, put down your, your comments, right? Because I am checking on, on a, you know, regular basis. I am checking. Um, so don't be shy. Don't be afraid or whatever. Just go ahead and just speak your truth. I truly do appreciate that, okay? So, Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for just... A fellowship with my beautiful sisters today, those who are listening to this podcast to this point right now. Thank you, Father God, for giving us that opportunity where we can, you know, um, renew our way of thinking and to start getting healed from the inside out. God, you have given us wonderful gifts and you have blessed us with so many different talents. And a lot of us have been exercising in those talents, but all of those talents are not, most of those talents, I would say, are not our calling. There's one true ministry inside of us that most of us have been avoiding for quite some time because of fear, because of, you know, uh, our lack of support or other issues. But now, God, we realize that there's greatness in us. We realize there's you know, there, there's a uniqueness about us and that we should stand tall and bold and proud and acknowledge who we are in Christ, who we are in you, and that we need to embrace the gift, embrace that power, embrace the anointing, embrace what you have already uh, instilled in us, that we have more than enough in us to get 
to get going, to get started. It may not be a whole lot, but when we start is more than enough. Teach us, O oh Lord, to be appreciative of what you have already given us. Teach us, O oh Lord, to, to be thankful for what you have already put in, a, in us. Teach us, O oh Lord, to appreciate the people that's already in our lives that has been uh, that has been a voice for us, you know, that has been, you've been open that, you know, allowed you to come in and to speak the truth and nothing but the truth. Thank God for my sister, Rosalind McCombs. Thank God for her. Continue to strengthen her physical body as well to strengthen her soul and her mind and her heart. Oh God, you have a powerful anointing over her life as well. And continue to show things to her and continue to strengthen her that she too will take that power that is already in, embedded in her and that she will go forth and break down the walls of insecurities and break down the walls of inferiority and break down the walls of doubt and, and all other issues that we as women use as masks, as we use as, a, as our defense. Help her, oh God, to just... Go forth and not to look back, not to dwell on what's going on in her inner circle. There are a lot of Rosalinds out here, oh God, just like there's a lot of Tawantas out there, oh God, that are in the middle of a situation and they feel as though that there is no way out, that they have exhausted every plan that they could think of, but they fail to realize that they did not exercise on the plan the one that created the plan, that created the promise for, for them, and that is you. That they can start over right in the middle of their circumstances. So God, I ask you to direct them. Direct them close to you. Draw nigh to them, O oh Lord. Let them come to you, O oh God, so they can know where to go from there. And that is okay to pick up. What they what 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 was put down? It's okay to start all over. It's okay to 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 wipe away the dust bunnies from that box and open up that box and there it is, that journal, the journaling. There it is, the story. There is a there is a ministry in that box. There's a ministry in that closet. There's there's ministry in that kitchen. Oh God, you have given every single woman, every person, a ministry, an anointing, a gift that can truly bless so many lives. So many people out there deserve to hear from you through them. We thank you, O oh Lord, for this day. We thank you for the women that we are becoming. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.